0: Okay, and we're back with Katie, the Wealthy Witch. Welcome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, for having me on. we're so excited. Um, so do you want to just start off with explaining your background in the money financial
1: world? Yeah, okay. sure. So I originally went to college. I have a degree in accounting. So my first job right out of college was I was a staff accountant. Uh, I went right into the corporate world. So I've been working in corporate America for like the last three years. Um, after my job in, in it was in accounts payable. I kind of got a little bit bored. Um, so I ended up transitioning to a new position still in finance, but it was much more uh, financial analysis related. I started doing um, forecasting budget planning, all of that. So I've really got like a lot of my practical um, budgeting knowledge from more so that position than my accounting position. (laughs) But I've always loved money. I've always been drawn to money. Um, And then more recently, I've decided that the corporate world is fine, but it's not exactly like fulfilling me. I really like have this desire to help people. And it's also I'm a pretty creative person. And I don't get a lot of like, creative outlet in being in corporate America. So I've recently decided I'm transitioning away from corporate America. And I've started doing personal finance coaching and money coaching. So it's a really cool way for me to take all of my practical money knowledge and actually work with people one-on-one. I'm actually, you know, helping people improve their financial situations and owning my own business is that like creative outlet that I have. So it's new, but I'm loving it so far. Yeah.
0: So Katie actually did, um, a course with me that was a 12 week course and it was basically quantum leaping um a business idea or it could be something that you already are doing like for me I was already doing my crochet business but it's basically like elevating it and being able to like do all of oh these God. steps that would probably take like 3 years we were able to do it in 12 weeks and so that's where I've watched Katie like evolve this business and been like right there with her the whole time and I'm like everybody needs a little slice of you <laughs> in their life oh thank you sorry about the dog barking oh no it's okay
1: (laughs) okay so yeah the quantum goddess course was amazing next level i like can't say enough good things about it
0: yeah absolutely so we have some questions for katie awesome um i'll just start And then I'll do a couple and then you want to ask a couple? I
2: just want to say, yeah, some of them are, you know, personal questions that we've kind of come up with ourselves. Some of them are questions that we kind of just like thought generically for everybody might have a question about it. So just want to throw that out. Some are from listeners. Yeah, some are from listeners, some are from Reddit. We have a couple different things. So here we go. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I will start off with... How to not stay stressed about money.
1: <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so I am a huge proponent for budgets. And I know that there's a huge stigma around budgeting. I actually just posted a reel about it today, about budget mindset. I know that the thought of a budget can really stress people out. But the true purpose of a budget is the complete opposite of that. A budget is simply just a plan for your money. So it should relieve money-related stress, not cause it. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, if you just have this like overall overwhelming stress about money, like really taking a look at your finances, coming up with a realistic plan every month, you don't even have to call it a budget, just call it a plan. Yeah. <laughs> that is really going to help. Um, I know also like a big stressor and whether you're actively thinking about this, like day to day or not, something that's really common is like, what if my car breaks down? I don't have the money for that. Or what if, uh, you know, my dog needs surgery and I don't have the money for that. Like all of these, what ifs, and like, if you don't have a safety net, that can be really stressful. Um, Like I said, like if you don't have that safety net, it could be like subconscious stress. Even if you're not actively thinking about it day to day, I can guarantee you it's back there. So I would say if you feel chronically stressed about money, like number one priority is start to build that safety net. Because when you have it, it relieves so much pressure because you know it's there.
0: Okay. So to piggyback off of that, then how do you save that money? Like, What are the best ways to be able to save that safety net of money?
1: Yeah. So I love the three to six month rule in terms of savings and emergency fund. So what that means is you basically calculate your monthly living expenses and your goal is to save three to six months worth of living expenses. So Obviously, that can be a big chunk of money for Mm -hmm. people. Um, So don't get stressed that you need to have it like all at one time. It's something you can gradually build up. There's a few different tactics I like to use in terms of savings. If you're a person that is on like, you have predictable pay every month and you're on like a weekly or a bi-weekly schedule, I love using like automatic transfers as a tool from your checking Mm. account to your savings account. So let's just say like your goal is to save $500 a month and you get paid every two weeks. I would say on your payday, set up an automatic transfer of $250 that goes directly into your savings account. So you're not even having to go in there and actively move the money and you know that you have money there because it's on your payday. Mm. So it's not stressful because you're not like, oh, on the first of the month or the 30th of the month or, or what have you. Like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to transfer money. And then you go to do it and you're like, oh, I don't
0: really Like, let me make sure I nice. have
1: enough. <laughs> yeah. So if you set up those automatic <clears> transfers <throat> on your paydays, it relieves that stress. And then the way I like to kind of just reframe it is like let's say my paychecks are a thousand dollars and I'm gonna put 250 away I just tell myself my paycheck is 750 mm. and you just you kind of, Put yourself in that mindset that's that already gone. That's a good idea. That is already it's gone. already yeah. gone.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. I'm literally going to do that now. That's a
2: good idea. Yeah. All right. You want to go? <laughs> you want to go
0: with a couple, Emily? I was
2: actually going to let you go first and just do okay. like kind of very like. You want me to keep going? Yeah. Just keep going. You're doing great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> all right. I'm going to read. Just because mine's do like one... very
2: grouping like of uh, the like neurotypical, I feel like. Are, yes. You okay.
0: Yep. That's a good. Okay. I'm going to do um, a couple from that were sent in. So how to overcome a scarcity mindset.
1: Okay. So the one thing I want to stress is that like switching your money mindset is not going to happen overnight. Yeah. <laughs> this is something that you're going to have to continuously work towards. And that's because a lot of the time, our relationship with money is something that has been evolving over our entire lifetimes. Like we watched our parents with money. If we had older siblings, we watched them with money. Um, You know, society tells us to view money in a specific way. So it's not something that you just woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm going to think this way about money. It's been something that's been like ingrained in you and making a change in that is not something that's going to immediately happen. So I just want to like blanket statement like that is going to be a process that you have to work towards. So, you know, there's all different kinds of things. Like there's money affirmations that you can do, um, money uh, meditations. I actually have an offering um, where I can help you work out of a scarcity mindset, and that incorporates a money meditation. And I'm also a registered uh, energy healer with Reiki, so I so. incorporate that into it. So we're kind of like using the Reiki to attack those mm-hmm. those limiting beliefs that you have. So there's energy work, there's journaling, there's meditation, there's affirmations, there's all kinds of different things that you can do. Um, but just know that it is something that, that's deep and, you know, it is going to take time. So don't beat yourself up about it if you don't wake up one day and you're, your thoughts are completely fixed and yeah. it money does work like that. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: another listener question, how to overcome financial pride, being too afraid to ask for help?
1: Okay, this is a good one. So I guess I would say... You know this this has a lot to do with ego, so you know I don't know the situation. I don't know who you're planning to reach out to help to is it family or is it more of like do you need help in the form of like a loan where you're going to like a bank or financial institution so it might be like mm-hmm. a little bit you know different depending on the situation and all what the specifics are, but I would say this is a lot more of ego work than anything else um. So to that, I would just say, like, we all go through times in our life when we do need help, Mm -hmm. whether that's financial help, emotional help, (laughs) help doing X, Y, and Z, which, you know, in terms of something like physical, it it all depends. Um, Yeah, that would be that would be some some ego work, I would say, you really have to just be okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with asking mm-hmm. for help. And that that saying is, like, can, I, can go across. Can I piggyback back on that
2: real quick? I just have a thought in my yeah. head. So, like, borrowing from family and or, like, you know, mm-hmm. loved ones or whoever, friends, personal, instead of using, like, a third party, like, a bank or something. How do you deal mm-hmm. with, I mean, like, if you're paying off a pretty big debt or you're, like, you know, you somebody how do you deal with somebody holding that over your head or how do you deal with like, I mean, cause like the ego part, like you said, like the guilt of it all, like you don't want to even ask in the first place, but you're in a tight spot and dealing with, and then it affects your family relationships. Would you just suggest by like skipping family altogether and just trying to reach out? Or, I mean, I guess it depends on the person, but people have family that are like, well, you know, every time you get into a fight or something like, then it's like, you know, well, I bought you this or I got you the car. Or, like, you know, it's just always. Right there. So you feel like you have to adjust your relationship or you feel like you can't because you always have that, that financial hang over the head. So I was curious
1: about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I think it really depends on the family relationship. I would say if you have to go to family for, you know, some financial help, my initial reaction to that is try to treat it as like a professional transaction as much as as much as possible like come up with like a clear agreement of I'm borrowing this I'm going to pay you back over x amount of months or on this date like I know it sounds kind of silly to maybe put it in writing but if that kind of helps establish the boundaries yeah it's hard try I not mean, to make it personal you know,
2: as much as you can try, <clears throat>
1: yeah if you're gonna borrow from family i think try to take the like person to person pretend it's a bank kind of okay. thing um i don't know no that's I, that's yeah, how my uncle the
2: loaner. the
0: person giving yeah the money they have to also see have i loan yeah. money i loan money with the mindset <sighs> of like I might not get this money back and that has to be okay with me because I'm 100%. I'm taking a chance by giving 100%. this money. And like, I mean, people have asked Jason like friends and he's like, he's told them sometimes like, you know, I don't have it right now. Or he'll, yeah. if he has something he's going to try and help. And we go into it with the mindset, like, this is being generous, like this is at the end of the a- day, yeah, you but like my uncle, ever since he was little, like he's been obsessed with money, and as a child, if his if his mom didn't have like say the ice cream man came and he had cash, and she's like, Oh, can I borrow like five dollars? He literally, as like a six year old would write out a contract and ask for interest back for his money. It was literally is that how okay, you were? I was gonna, actually, I was gonna ask <laughs> and about now that. he's what about a, family and now for he's interest. literally and now he has owned uh multiple seven elevens at a time. He owns a catering business that <gasps> does like um Uh, venues like music venues like they've been alongside like musicians and he owns a restaurant and like so he's so good with his money but it started from like a small child being like this
2: is transactional even if you're my family I'm gonna get my interest back interest (laughs) kills me yes the interest I totally forgot about that um family I've actually know a story like family asking for interest for is that something like is that I mean can you should you be offended when somebody does that, or should you be like? I mean, I guess they're taking a chance on like lending you that money. It's in the like first doing place. it. As I if don't know. I feel you like know? that's how low it depends, But that it's kind of like a. Oh, okay. Like, ah, yeah. okay. It's just extra. I mean, you're, I'm yeah. borrowing so in the first place. I don't even have it. But now it's like, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, bitch, I barely had to give you in the first place. I'm borrowing money. Yeah. going go to X me. Okay, so yeah. So you could
1: go on. Yeah. So I would say, well, one, I was exactly like that as a kid. I'm the youngest of five. And I like have distinct memories of like loaning money to my older siblings. He and was being, the youngest like, too. Plus an extra $20. Like, yep. So, that's great. Um But yeah, I would say if you're on the flip side of that and your family is asking you for money, you Mm -hmm. definitely have to go into it with that, like, expect that you're not going to get it back. Mm -hmm. And I would say, like, you have to, if you know for a fact that if they don't give you the money back if that's gonna affect your relationship and you're gonna let it affect you like think really hard about whether it's even worth it to say yes and give it to them like you really have to kind of feel out you know there's lots of options out there people can get personal loans like there's so many tools now like if someone is really struggling so if they're really not able to use one of those existing tools like outside of the family just like really think about like is it worth it like if this person never pays me back am I truly going to be okay with that or I'm am, am I going to let it affect me like yeah and our as the loaner they need to ask themselves that. As, yeah. the loner, yeah. as the loaner yeah yeah I think that's okay. really important cool. yeah yeah and in terms of interest like if you're going to go get a loan anywhere yeah you're going to be charged interest yeah. So I would say that if your family is willing to lend you money with no interest, that is probably the only benefit of borrowing money from family. Yes. But you have to keep in mind, like, what is the, the, you know, the trade-off? Like, you you are dealing with family, so there might be hurt feelings. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you're worried about your relationship it may be better. Just go get the personal loan and pay the interest. Like mm-hmm. there's well, always, there's what's always the reason, a reason to it. So <laughs> yeah,
2: what's the reason behind interest in the first place? Isn't that for the money The banks are the, whoever the loaning place is to make their profit. Is that what the purpose yeah, of interest so, is? So kind of when a family member, I guess that's kind of like, that's the only reason that's, I think that's why in my mind, where it's kind of like when a family asks for interest, like you're making profit on, I guess, and I, but I guess it's, up to the person to do that if they want to. I mean, yeah, they're lending you money; they could do whatever they want. I guess it's you for know they're
0: secure. They're doing their that safe, as like a
2: security. Yeah. I guess like, like if you're gonna you get know, the money or not though, regardless of how much. Yeah. it is, yeah. you know, either you're getting it or you're not, depending on what the amount is. I mean, it doesn't matter what the amount is. I feel like yeah. that extra, I'm just you know what? I, just curious. No. <laughs> All these hypothetical situations. I just I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay what's one of your favorite money hacks
1: money hacks Let and
0: that could be just general like i don't know um, i think okay.
1: i have so i think i think i have one so this is like my little special tidbit that i like to share with all of my clients so we're getting, getting the, we're getting the vip something. scoop over here <laughs> <laughs> um so i feel like people, whether they have a budget established or not, usually where it falls off the rails <laughs> is it not in like buying gas or food or necessities. It's when you're doing like, I like to call it fund money spending. So when I go to Target or, you know, go to Starbucks five days a week, all of that, that unnecessary, quote unquote, unnecessary spending that's where people really get into trouble. So one of my favorite hacks is if you know what the total, like, let's say I've done, I've worked out my whole budget and I know that I have $300 a month that I can spend on whatever I want. That's my fun money. I will put that amount in a note in my phone. And then anytime I buy something that is part of that bucket, I go in and I deduct it right away on the note. And I constantly have a running total of what I have left Mm. because what I've noticed is people will be like, okay, great. I have $300 to spend. And then, you know, they don't track it. So then they're just swiping, swiping, swiping. And then they get to the end of the month and they actually spent 425 and they didn't even realize it. And that's where people kind of get into trouble. So I would say my favorite hack is track your fun money. A very, very easy way to do it. Everyone always has their phones on them constantly. So, you know, you run to Target, you get in the car, and you say, okay, I just spent $80 at Target, deducting that right now. And then I know I have X amount left.
0: Oh, I love that. That's really yeah. good. To, especially like to keep tabs on yourself because a lot of the time you'll like look in your bank account and you're like, oh, I've got money. Mm-hmm. I've got money today. Like, or and so swiping, then you just yeah. go and spend it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, once the bills are need to be paid, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like
1: Exactly. It's yes. not there. When you, went, when you went and checked your bank account, that money that you thought you had, that was actually for bills that Yeah.
0: Yeah. Liter- no, literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Swiping a card um, is so much easier than, I mean, like when you have cash, like that's also, I was going to say, mm-hmm. like, I know a lot of people don't want to carry around $300 worth of cash on them, but maybe like, that's just like, it's like a physical, like seeing it rather than on the card, you don't have a, you don't see the Yeah. What do you think about you just keep swiping, it looks unlimited, <laughs> but using cash, I, that's a lot of money to hold though.
1: I use cash a lot, actually. That's kind of how I manage, like if I'm getting coffee or going mm-hmm. out to lunch or whatnot, I don't usually recommend that people say, okay, $300 for fun money this month. Let me go take that yeah. out in cash because how many of us shop online? Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. you've been taken that money out, but you actually need to use it okay. yeah, for something. So I don't. I don't usually do that, but I do take like let's say if I'm going to give myself twenty-five bucks for the week for coffees, I'll go take that out in cash and I'll pay for all my coffee with cash.
2: Okay, So I do use it. So you can do like a specific. Um, Okay, that'd be cool. Like like this is my my coffee money. Yeah, this is my something that you know you're going to spend it on. Yeah, okay. you know. I like, like that idea. You know. that,
0: I like that. Idea. If I want to get coffee, like I, I better make sure that
2: I've got my coffee cash. Mm-hmm. Or, or when it's, it's, right, yeah. it's out, yeah, you budget for how yeah. much. Yeah, you think you're gonna? Yeah,
1: I like that. Okay, no, and then like I know. Oh, sorry. Oh no, no, I go, go ahead. Say, I love coffee, so coffee is like a, a pretty. It's like a treat for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So even with, like, the Starbucks and the Dunkin' apps, you can, like, transfer oh. money and put it, like, on your on. account. That's another way to do it, too. And then you also get the points, too. That's yeah, what I was just about that to say, the be,
2: rewards. Yeah, that's, that's actually yeah, a
1: so good idea. That might be better than taking the cash out if you want to say, like, okay, I go to Dunkin'. Uh, I'm going to put $20. That's true. That's a Dunkin good idea to do that. At the beginning of the week. And then you're using that and then you're accruing whatever points or rewards. That oh my God, I to. love that. So that makes that. sense. I
2: remember Starbucks. I forgot Starbucks does that. You have to apply <laughs> yes. money to it. You have to put like 20. Like you can't just pay right there on the spot. Like you literally yes. have to put it into their app. Yeah. And it sits there and you just, yeah, you have to add more. Oh, of it. wow. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Okay. And then um, before Emily does hers, I'll just say, how does energy work benefit
1: like money mindset. Okay, this is great. I love talking about this. <laughs> so I'm a certified and registered Reiki practitioner. And um, Mary, I know you're familiar with Reiki, mm-hmm. Emily, I don't know if you are. Yeah, I know. But, what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Love so it. When you, so cool. Yeah. So when you're doing Reiki, you're focusing on like two main things. One is like the seven chakras, <laughs> which are the seven energy centers in the body. And then there's also like the auric field. Um, and there's different theories about what the auric field is made up of. There's different layers and, and whatnot. But what I really love to do when I'm working with someone um, around money mindset and doing the energy work, my main focus is the first three chakras. And the reason for that is those are the three like most directly can influence and are tied to our relationship with money. So the root chakra is, you know, security. So in the world that we live in, it's, that's no longer just like food, shelter, safety. Like that's also money. If you don't feel financially secure, that's going to affect your root chakra. Um, Next is the sacral chakra. So that is like your, it's creativity, Sexuality, all of that. So there's a sense of feeling like you're able to create opportunity that would bring you abundance and bring you money. I'm able to create, you know, an opportunity that's going to provide me with income. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of tied to that there. And then the solar plexus chakra, that is like self, um, self confidence and um, not so much self expression. That's more the throat, but just self confidence and like worthiness. So then we get into like, am I worthy of receiving abundance? Am I worthy of receiving money? Am I worthy mm-hmm. of receiving income? Mm-hmm. So I really like I, to, that makes sense. You know, yeah, just yeah. yeah. like when you think yeah, about so, yourself,
2: like when you're like that self, like that insecurity, or like do I? You don't feel like you deserve. Like yeah, I get that, and you don't want to put effort into making. Yeah, I have a follow up question after you get. Okay. cool. Keep going. Sorry, but yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I was just going to say, so when I work with enter, uh, like money mindset and we're doing the energy work, I really focus on those bottom three chakras. I also work on the other ones and the aura, but it's really those three making sure that they're, you know, open and unblocked. Um, and then I, I usually uh, include some like affirmations that like tie some like money affirmations that tie into the chakras that we that we work with too. So
0: mm, Love it. Okay. Um, I was going to say, so if someone is financially dependent on someone else, what is your advice for helping them feel, um, independent and that the money is also there. So like say a relationship. So the money is also Mm -hmm. theirs. It's not just the person making that money. Like, do you know what I mean? Like when somebody, it could be, Not necessarily like a stay-at-home mom, because obviously there are people that don't work that are not, you know,
2: parents. Physically or mentally difficult, like they have, like you know, disabilities or something. Somebody, yeah. So just like if they are dependent on somebody, but they're still
0: a part of the, you know, household. Yes, they contribute. Yeah, they just
2: can't. You know, they're financially financially
0: though. Like, how do you get them? What is your advice for helping them feel like? they're still worthy
2: I guess of money or like they're still like that is like that's my money like it's they're still still, yeah
1: yeah 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 so I think this comes up a lot because the society that we grew up in is very much like your worthiness is dependent on your productivity how much money you make and like for me personally this is one of the things I struggle with most so like me stepping away from my corporate job, I still work there part-time and I'm doing my own business. My income has temporarily decreased since Mm -hmm. doing that. And a lot has come up for me in terms of like my worthiness. I'm not making as much money as I used to. What does that mean about how I'm spending my days? Like it's a lot, like it can be a lot. So I think like be easy with yourself because this is all as a result of like, the society that we grow up in like capitalism likes to tell you that you're not worthy if you're not contributing to the system and making money you don't have (laughs) a dollar sign behind yeah Yeah. like exactly like so I think culturally societally like we it's really hard to kind of disconnect from that thought process like you are worthy just existing as yourself and i feel like that is really like the basis of that question it's just being comfortable in that in knowing that Mm. and i'm not saying this from somebody that's there i definitely like this is something that i'm actively working on and i didn't realize how much i needed to do that until this whole Process. The I yeah. literally so. didn't even.
2: I didn't even realize that when we like talk to people, like, are we like even when you listen to interviews, it's like we always ask them, "What do you do? Like, what's your mm-hmm. occupation? Like, The Bachelor, like, always lists the occupation. Like, that is like what is your? It's like a personality trait. Like, that's mm-hmm. it's insane to think like that's part of somebody's yeah. character. Your job yeah. defines who you are as a person. Like, what? It's, like, that's yeah. what but we you need st- to stop. Like, that, I just had that. Like, I just. Like that's no, literally not when
0: I was on, Katie and I were actually on a trip together to Philly and mm-hmm. we were in this little <laughs> interesting <laughs> shop, <laughs> spiritual shop with an interesting person. But, uh, two of our friends were standing with me and the owner of this store is like asking us, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And when he asked me, I was like, oh, I'm just a mom. And the two people next to me were like, no, she is not. She is a crochet master. She's amazing. She's a business. And I was like. I've put, I've just like put this, like, oh, you're just, just because just like, I've never been to the one to, to make yeah. the, the most money in my mm-hmm. household. Mm-hmm. So I, I just diminish myself as like, oh, I'm just this. And it's like, yeah. that's so annoying. Personal, the, I hate yeah. that question. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> what do you I do? Know. Like get to know me on a different level rather than like what it is
2: I do that makes me money. <laughs> I just feel like we think it like, we like, I guess like, oh, like you're that type of person. Like, that's not even the case at all. Like you said, you worked in corporate America. Like, yeah. you're like, that's when you think like that. Like, I don't, I couldn't see you, you know, working, like <laughs> but you assume, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of get like a picture in your head of somebody, like you're thinking like boring or like, wears a suit and tie? Or like, does it like, read, you know what I mean? Like reads the them yeah. for fun. Kind of like, that's what you're thinking. But like, obviously that's not the case. And we need to stop doing that with everything you know yeah. that doesn't define somebody That's I would love to see that change but yeah. um, do you have any more because I kind of like you can go ahead let's piggyback off this yeah go ahead okay so I'm gonna read my story first and then I'll do my question kind of that resembles to it so here let me pull that up give me one second um told you it would give not in order okay ready so wife decided she will be a stay-at-home mom but is offended that I suggested she would have to dig into her savings. Why would somebody think that's unreasonable? I make approximately 70K and she makes about 45K. We agreed that she would work when we had a child and that we would send her slash him to daycare. My wife, seven months pregnant, recently decided that she was going to stay at home because she doesn't make enough for it to be worth it to not stay at home. I disagreed, but I understand how bad she wanted to stay home. My wife also has significantly more savings than me. Yes, it's technically ours, but we have a billing account and each of us have savings. She has a lot more saved, much of it before we got married. I told her that I support her staying home, but that she would need to dig into her savings for the next year since she wouldn't be working. Not only did she disagree with me, but she was outright offended. She, for some reason, didn't understand why she would be expected to use her savings. My thoughts are simple. She decided on her own that she would be staying at home. I supported her decision, but that certainly doesn't mean we're going to live off just my salary. What are your thoughts? What would she, why would she not think that by just making this decision to stay at home that she wouldn't have to use some of her savings to make up for the difference? And basically my question was just stating like, how do you get a disagreeing partner to understand once you're married? Both finances are now combined and it's our money, regardless of who made it. Because in the court's eyes, when you get divorced, it might, and might could be wrong, but I, it's 50-50 regardless. And I mean, when it comes down to it, or like, you know, house and all that kind of stuff when you think about it. But anyways, but that's, yeah, that's it.
0: I have so many thoughts on that whole it entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> really bothered me. Because that was essentially like my situation when I was pregnant with Mia was yeah. that I was working at a daycare and... I mean, I, I didn't make a ton of money. And then if I were to put my daughter in the daycare that I worked at, almost my entire paycheck was going to be going to the daycare. And I would be left Mm -hmm. with, I kid you not like 50 bucks a week. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, what is that's not even worth it. And so when I quit my job, I decided during pregnancy, I wasn't going to go back to work. Like mm-hmm. they thought I was going to come back after my maternity leave, but I wasn't going to come back. And I had that decided. And like, Jason has never like made me feel but any you type know, like, of way, yeah, you know? There are
2: just some spouses that feel like, like that's their money. They made the money. That's their money. You're spending my money that I made, even though like they don't see, the other person, or I guess, like the mom, let's just say, a stay-at-home mom, they don't see them as doing like a job. Like they don't put a dollar sign. So, like when they use their money, it's an issue. Or like they, they feel like they can't buy things even for themselves. Yeah. Or they feel like you know, like it's like you're bar- you're constantly using somebody else's money, but that's not the case. You're married. There that was your there was
0: someone we went to school with yeah. whose dad would literally
2: give the mom like
0: cash allowance weekly but that was also for the groceries to feed their family is what was included in this allowance yes they divorced they ended up getting divorced and it's like clearly because she and she even had a job too but because he made more
2: money he held that over her Mm -hmm. it's like
0: Yeah. What are like? How do you
2: get somebody (laughs) in that mindset? How do you get them to like wake the the fuck up, like, and just be like, we are like, or do they have to do it? Be that kind of person?
1: Yeah, I think they need more of like a couple therapist. Yeah, literally, (laughs) literally, (laughs) (laughs) because that is like a very. Personal dynamic. I feel okay. like that's. Like, I just know a lot of people money. are in that
2: situation. A lot of stay-at-home yeah. moms even have that like guilt you know, of it all. So that's what I was kind of like. I kind of was feeling.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this goes back to what we were just talking about of like, yeah, you you know, we're brought up to believe like you are only worth something if you're contributing to the system and making money. I grew up with a stay-at-home mom. Like my dad, all my dad worked very hard and supported our family, but. My mom worked just as hard as yeah. him, even though she wasn't getting a paycheck for it. It mm-hmm. doesn't make what she was doing every day less important. Had she not been there, I mean, I don't know what my childhood would have looked like. It would have so, been a mess. Like, yeah. It's, you know, like, it's all about the perspective of, you know, tying, like, our value to the amount of money that we're bringing in. Like, that. that's fundamentally... Like, so, in that position, of all okay. this?
2: yeah, do you feel like, like, Mary said, so like, an allowance would be, like, a good, like, barrier between two parties like that? I mean, just so, like, there would be, like, an amount that that way, like, I don't know. I'm just I feel trying like to it shouldn't be called, called an allowance, though.
0: I hate that word, too. I feel I like, like that's that just either. a part of a budget. Like, what Katie said, like, Yeah, I feel so like
2: working together as a team, like, you should be, yeah, doing that in the first yeah. place. And that's the problem. I, or
1: There are like, marriages, there's usually generally two ways people handle money in marriages. Mm -hmm. One is everything is combined. Your money's my money. Yeah. You know, whatever. And then I know a couple of people that keep everything separate. They Mm -hmm. have separate checking accounts. They split bills and they do it that way. I feel like that works better when you have two people that are earning, like, relatively the same amount. That can get tricky if somebody's, like, really, you know, making a whole lot more than the other person. And the the person who makes less money is still asked to contribute half or whatever. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, So So you feel it was wrong for him to ask to dip into her savings, obviously. Or do you feel like he was making enough? I mean, like, I read one of the comments, and it just was like, it's a lifestyle choice. If she felt like you guys could survive off that, but you know obviously you make more with double but it's kind of like she felt like she could be okay with that like you know what i'm trying to say
1: yeah i mean ultimately it's going to come down to like they have to agree on how they're going to handle the finances in their marriage relationship
2: issue
1: a huge disconnect there. yeah personally i'm so i'm married my mm-hmm. husband and i everything together we Same. Yeah, we both work you know we both we get paid different amounts but we are both putting effort forward
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: I think if people and when I say work I don't even necessarily mean go to a job like that could yeah. be a stay-at-home mom like yep. you're working. Yeah, that's more- <laughs> yeah. yeah you know like so as long I think it gets a little tricky if like there's resentment because someone feels like maybe the other person's not Putting effort forward, whether that be in terms of like actual and you know actually physically going to work or taking care of the home. Like, if someone feels resentful of like, oh, I go to work every day and you sit on the couch, yeah, that's, like a totally different like thing. dynamic. But okay. yeah, like if two people, you know, if someone's a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad, that's becoming more and more common. Absolutely, yeah. Going to work, like. It, So you feel like, okay,
2: so I was going to say, what, like, advice, like, so do you feel like, like, it's the best, like, way to be successful? I mean, obviously, like you said, it's situational. Like, some people are okay with having, but, like, in that situation, when somebody does make more, and somebody makes less or nothing, like, the best solution is to obviously just have that mindset of being a team, combining, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I guess, like, you know, that is that, like, the most... I mean, you could think like the most successful. I mean, just to be understanding in that moment, or just like you know, work together as a team and just be respectful and understand that you both are equally doing a job. So I guess it takes exactly. somebody who uh, is a good person. To, so I guess both you have to be able to, yeah, understand. Like I
1: said, I think it, they need more of a, a couple. Things. No, <laughs> literally, that, that
2: whole
0: that whole situation <laughs> like, just sounds like they don't. They need help. I'm,
1: <laughs> like yeah. I'm that are going on that yeah they like communication issues maybe you know like yeah. there's there's more to it than just the money aspect I'm sure so okay
0: <laughs> all righty so
1: we only have one. like
0: 12 minutes left so
2: oh I am so sorry I did not know that I thought we were ah! <gasps> okay <laughs> um then I'll just stick with some short ones okay um how to explain the concept of money to your children. Like they think money grows on trees, constantly asking for things, constantly feeling like they, you know, and in attitudes a way that's of not... not getting it, or just like trying to get them to understand that like money I have is a further.
0: Yeah. I have a further how to explain it to them. The concept of money to your children without doing harm to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Miguel, to
1: preface yeah. this, I don't have any children. Yeah. I also don't plan to have any children. Um, I I'm not like anywhere near like a child psychologist. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm gonna say something it may be completely wrong. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I think it, it's tough because you have to like money does have a value. Yeah. So you do want to try to explain to them gently, like, it doesn't come out of nowhere. Like, you do have to do something in order to receive money. So, you know, but then also it's like, how much do we want to play into that capitalist?
0: Yeah, because like, I, we do like, you know, have them do chores or whatever, yes, and like, exactly. is that is that good? <laughs> like, I give my know, know, allowance. Like, we get a coin, you know. I like, if you do X, Y, Z, and you get enough stickers on your chart, then you'll get you know however many dollars. And
1: yeah, so I like okay. So one thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, chores. I think is good like make your bed every day you get you know some sort of reward system that way but I don't know that that should be everything like the first thing that comes to my mind is like I know Mary you have like multiple kids I'm sure that there's like fighting going Mm -hmm. on between them and whatever so like maybe make the rewards like behavior based like oh you know we don't hit each other we don't you know, if we go a whole day and nobody hits anybody, <laughs> you all get a sticker. Yeah. Or something along the lines of like, just good behavior, So not making it um, work
2: for money. Like you don't have to do a task. Yeah, like something.
1: not necessarily like working for the money, but exhibiting some sort of like positive behavior of like how to just be a good human. <laughs> like,
2: yes, maybe
1: we went and we picked up like litter at the park or something. Yeah. You get okay. this for that. Like, I don't know, just like so that I do a lot of, it. we don't really like
0: have, you have to do X, Y, Z every day. Yeah. I do more of like, Hey, you want to help me out and unload the dishwasher? It's like always like kind of coming from, because they don't necessarily like, I need you guys to clean up, like clean, clean, clean. Every time I phrase it like that, like, I want you to do this. It never works out. But if I phrase it, we're like, Hey, do you want to help me do this and if you do I'll give you you know a sticker or yeah. that you know they yeah. get that like incentive and then they know like yeah I think it's good to explain money to them because
2: they they need to know like well that's how you don't get adults who have like you know they grow up and they're like they have no idea how to yeah. save spend that's- manage anything I feel like yeah, they just start young. Yeah. And my daughter's very, she has ADHD and autism. She's very reward motivated. And that's a mm-hmm. like huge thing for us is that she likes Roblox. And so like, I will get her, you know, her tokens, like, and she like, I do pay her for cleaning her room. I do pay her for doing chores. Cause I just feel like in mm-hmm. the real world, like you said, like when you do stuff, you do get paid, but like you said, capitalism, but I also do want her to get in the habit of getting like I, like, not like a work ethic but like making like the concept of and also we have her save it in that way so yes. if she wants something big then That's, you know you're gonna have yeah. to learn how to save it but she has a hard time of just blowing through it so i'm trying to get her to understand the concept of you know you don't get things like unless like you said you have it so yeah
1: yeah no i i was gonna add to that i think like probably the most important part of that is not only giving them the money for doing whatever it may be, but also teaching them the healthy money habits that go along with this. I was listening to a podcast a little while ago, and I don't even remember like which one it was because like, I'm constantly listening to things. But um, a woman was talking about how when she was younger, her parents would pay her to do chores, but then they would tax her. So they would give her five dollars <laughs> and then say, "Okay, now you owe us a dollar back for taxes." And she said that that was actually really, really good for her yeah. as a child, because then she grew up and she understood good. Wow. Taxes. Yeah. So when she got her first job, all her friends would say, oh, no, I should have gotten paid this. They don't understand the concept of taxes being taken out. And she was like, no, taxes are always taken out. And oh, my like gosh. Already wow. She already understood that as a concept. So, you know, it sounds a little ridiculous, honestly, <laughs> but... It's something that they do need to learn, and it have like, been one of my school
0: is what it And the parent could even put that taxed money into in a... savings. Oh, they yes. put
1: it into that's save. That's exactly what they did. They would put it in savings savings for her. Wow, that's... so that's a good idea. Yeah. So fun. it's like not only you know letting them know that you do have to do something in order to receive money, um, but also like teaching them those those fundamentals, saving. Um, you know, living within your means is mm-hmm. a huge thing that people don't grow up with. Like, in terms of credit cards, like, that's a huge problem. Like, the credit card debt in this country is astronomical. And the reason for that is people have never learned how to live within their means. Yeah. So, if you could find some unique way to instill that in your children, I think that's way more important than them understanding, oh, if I do, you know, a chore, then I get this kind of thing. I actually was going to
2: ask you about that earlier when we were talking and you mentioned how, um, I forget what it was about, but it was about parents. And it kind of made me think like, how hard is it for like when you're raised in a different type of, I guess, like money or like different lifestyle, but your job doesn't live up to how you were raised. Mm. It's like you have these expectations of all Mm -hmm. these things that you want and that you used to live, but you're not making what your parents did. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, you kind of have to get back into that mindset. Like you said, of what you can, what's in your budget and living within your means, but it's Mm -hmm. just something, it's like a reality check. Like it's something like, how can your parents Mm -hmm. prepare you for living less you know it's hard but like you know it's just our job shouldn't define it entirely but uh I see what you mean like
0: yeah I'm always telling the kids like oh like is it on sale (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're like picking, like finding the sales and like finding yeah. the good sales. I'm like, I hope, cause my mom yeah. was always like that, like looking and checking and seeing yeah. what things were on sale. And like, that's something that I've like always kept in me. So even yeah. if we have like the means to buy, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah. the, um, I, we still like, let me see if we can find the good deals first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What I was just going to add to that is like, it's also, like I said, I'm like definitely not the person to be giving advice Mm on how you should be raising Mm -hmm. your children, like, (laughs) but it's also good to teach kids. Like just because you have the money and you want something doesn't mean that you should buy it. Like it's good. Like there's a very delicate balance and this is what I like to teach people too, of like abundance mindset and not, or and scarcity mindset, like, Scarcity mindset is saying, oh, I can't buy that. I don't have the money for that. I shouldn't buy that. And being in this really kind of like low vibe energy of like, I can't have what I want because I don't have the money for
2: Mm. it. That
1: is like scarcity mindset. On the total other end of the spectrum, which is where it gets dangerous, is abundance mindset where people live out of their means. And they say, I deserve this. And, you know, maybe their actual financial situation doesn't reflect that. Mm. So there's like, if you are never spending money because you're scared to spend money, because you don't want to let money go, that's scarcity mindset. Mm. That hurts your relationship with money and your ability to receive over time. If you're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum and you swipe your card whenever you want, and you have no guardrails in place, no budget, whatever. That's a more immediate um, kind of uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, detrimental. Repercussion. Yeah, yeah, reper- repercussion. Like you're gonna you're gonna be in debt at that mm, point. Yeah. So the key is to find the balance. You don't want to be scared. You don't want to overspend. It is that balance. It's living yeah. within your means most of the time. 99.9% of the time. And then every once in a while, allowing yourself to have that splurge. And when you do give yourself that splurge, like you have to really feel it and really be in that abundance mindset and like let that raise your vibe with money, let that raise your energy and your frequency with the money. But that has to be carefully planned. It has, you know, it can't be on a whim. Every time you go to Target, you're living in your abundance mindset and just mm-hmm. wiping your card. So really what I love to teach is like that, that balance, like that balance is the key to like sustainable money management
2: where Mm. you're not feeling
1: scarce and you're also not like going crazy and overspending all the time. And it's hard because like, you know, like I said, all these things, society, how the parents were not taught it in school, like all of these things, like no one is walking out as an 18 year old and like ready to do any of this like yeah. you have to learn all of this which is why I'm really passionate about this business because like you need to have somebody to learn from
2: yeah <laughs> it's not
1: just gonna you're not just gonna figure it out like it is like an intentional learning opportunity
2: so it's yeah. learning and then practicing it I think the yeah, thing as yeah. Well. I think yeah. keeping
1: up with it is probably the hardest
2: thing like making like you know determining and making yourself stay strict and just like make sure you document i think what i've taken away from a lot of this is just like having like like seeing it like writing it out seeing the amount making like plans like you just can't all keep it in your head like it's just not going to work out that way (laughs) so that's kind of my biggest thing takeaway from this yeah
0: Mm -hmm. good yeah Yeah. um (laughs) so do you have any last things, Emily? Anything else you so want we to
2: can say we can find you yes. at on social media? Well, let's,
0: or- let's wrap it up with, do you want to tell what your offerings are? Yes.
1: Sure. Yeah. Okay. That'd be great. So right now I've got three offerings. One of them is a digital download. It's a workbook. It's called the Wealthy Witch Workbook. It's like a very simple budgeting system. It's meant to be simple, sustainable. It does the job, but I like to say it has no fluff, like you should not have to spend hours upon hours upon hours budgeting every week to feel in control of your money. So the system I put together is going to give you like exactly what you need for that. It's very beginner friendly. There's all kinds of like little tidbits and everything included in the workbook. And then on top of that, I have two offerings. They're one-on-one sessions. One of, one of them is a coaching session called the Budget Builder. That's where you and I sit together. We can talk through your current budget. If you have one, you can ask me any and all questions you have about it. Or we can spend the time actually setting off a budget for you. So that's basically, you know, any of your personal finance-related questions that you want guidance on or help with, that's that session. And then the third offering is a session called Opening Up to Abundance. And that is the fun money mindset energy work. Um, you know, we start the session by I have you kind of identify a limiting belief that you have about money. We then quickly kind of figure out how we can reframe that and make it an abundant belief. I guide you through uh, money mindset meditation, and then I do the energy healing at the end. So I'm having a a really fun time doing those sessions. I like them a lot.
0: I literally got the chills as you were like describing that. I want to yeah, that was (laughs) And I have her wealthy work. Is that what it's called? The wealthy workbook? Wealthy witch workbook. Yeah, Wealthy witch workbook. I have it. And it is, like she said, there's no fluff, but there's like tips. It's so like, it's put together so well and so easily. Like I have, I'm not very tech savvy with like Excel and all of that kind of stuff. And this has it lined up just like very easy. Like she said. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Good. I'm so glad. All right. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming and talking to us. I've learned like so much. (laughs) Okay. Now I
2: have like a homework list of everything that I have to do. (laughs) Good. Okay. So do you have any ads on social media or do you have a link that we can put in our bio so that everyone can check you out?
1: Yeah. So I, on Instagram, that's where I spend most of my, you know, day to day Mm -hmm. in terms of my business. It's at katie.gannerc. Um, and then in my bio there, there'll be a link to my website. It's kgcoachingandhealing.com. That's where you can buy the workbook and book all of your sessions with me. And we'll awesome. link that all. Thank you so in our much bio. for you. having
0: Yes. Thank, thank you so you. much for being on. Yes. yes. All, right. Well, so much.
2: all right. Well, we hopefully will have you again soon. And I think that's about it. Right? Yep. <laughs> Are we all done? I okay. Yep. I love that. All right. Emily, stay on
0: so we can okay. chat. Okay. <laughs> All right.
2: Thank, thank you. Katie. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was awesome. That was
0: so fun. I'm so like, fun. my brain is literally spinning. Oh, is she coming back?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, are we, are we going to do it again?
0: <laughs> <gasps> I should message her. Okay. So I just wanted to yes. also say, um, next week we are having another guest on and this is Is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a really fun... I'm really excited. So this is another one of my friends. um, And she is actually polyamorous. So we are going to be asking her all the questions on polyamory, her story, because she's currently in a relationship with... um, She's married. And so we're just going to get all the... All the info on
2: polyamory because I know, like, do you know a ton on polyamory or no? Honestly, I was just about to say this. I've been on TikTok. I actually don't watch it. You know how t- TLC comes up with all these crazy ass shows, Well, they're coming. Yeah, out, I watch all of with them. This... Okay, so you so, so you know the new one that just came out. It was like I forget exactly what it's called, but it's basically about adding, like, it's about polyamory, seeking and... sister wife. Boom. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And so I've been watching clips from that, and I've kind of. Sp- Specific, like, I kind of would love to see, like, so their take I will on, say, like, that's very
0: different because the majority it? of them, okay, on those shows, those TLC shows
2: are Mormon, you know, they're okay. They're, I, th- they're I coming... thought that they identified as Christian, I didn't know if they were Mormon. Well, I thought that they said, like, you know, God had to, led yeah. them to. So, is that not considered a polyamorous relationship? It is. is, it, it okay. is,
0: but so, and a lot of people view like polyamory as like Mormon but that's not the case like there's okay, yeah. much more people who are not mormon and are polyamorous but yeah so send us questions you have for her yes, because we're going to be kind of doing like A, Q&A, getting her story her experiences um and then also if you are polyamorous you can also send us um your, stories, your story anything yes,
2: any stories advice, or anything you want to share If you want to
0: voice uh, message us, you could do that. Opinions, rage,
2: anything you want. Go off, babe. We're here
0: for it.
2: So, yeah. Okay, we'll see you next week. Check out all of the links in our bio and our Instagram at Brewing the Pot. And check the link in that bio. Our link tree has everything that you need. Um, It's got all the good stuff. That's where you can submit. Send a message to us. Um, Anything else, Mayor? Nope. Alrighty, we'll see
1: you guys next week. Next Tuesday. Tuesday. Whoop whoop. Bye.